0: Welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast, Alan here with Trent. And we've got a question for you today. Has anyone in your church ever asked you the same question the disciples asked Jesus? Lord, teach us to pray. Well, that's what we're gonna be talking about today on the Enduring Churches podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. So Trent, tell us a little bit more about today's podcast.
1: Well, yeah, Alan, I, I think that as pastors and leaders, Um, We've got an increasing number of folks that maybe have never been taught how to pray. And so they really have a lot of anxiety, you know, don't dare call on me during church to pray, you know, especially if it's out loud in front of people. And so I think pastors and teachers have a great opportunity to teach their folks. And this is part of discipleship that we started talking about last time um and that we're making disciples and and this is what the disciples asked jesus to teach them so if i bet it's an important thing for us to teach as well how to pray but we're going to talk a little bit through that today
0: man i think this is a great great subject for us to talk about i know i've had churches coming to me asking for help on how they can be a church that prays more So this is a great topic for us Trent. I appreciate you putting this note together. So um, get us started with it. All
1: right. So, you know, pastors, let's, let's kind of take it from your standpoint for a little bit here. Uh, First thing is that you need to be a model of praying for your congregation. And so um, first Peter chapter five, it talks about being examples to the flock. And so Um, You know, keep in mind that every time that you're praying before your congregation and praying for your congregation, that you are an example to your folks. Um, So maybe that makes you think a little bit. Okay, are there people here that that don't know or that would feel very uncomfortable if I asked them to pray?
0: I remember a statistic and I don't know how old it is now. But I remember that the average pastor, when they were surveyed anonymously, the average pastor would pray on average five minutes a day, I believe was the number. Mm. So that obviously shows us it's an area that's pretty lacking in a lot of pastors' lives. And it'll be an area, too, if I were honest, I'd admit I've struggled at times um, throughout my ministry, my prayer life, and knowing that I'm not praying enough for my congregation and for my church. And I've been convicted of that on on multiple occasions.
1: Well, and so this, because of what you just said, Alan, this should cause us to think, okay, not just in corporate worship, but maybe you're meeting with your deacons or elders, Um, take some time to show them how to pray, pray specifically. That's one of the areas that really always bothers me is the, the God be with us prayers. Well, Scripture already tells us if you're a follower of Jesus that He will never leave you nor forsake you. So let's be more specific. You know, let's teach our folks in those kinds of meetings. When you go to a hospital visit, teach your folks how to pray. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities.
0: So we want to pray in front of our congregation. We also want to build this private prayer life that we we have going on. And what are some of the things that you have found have been helpful in your own prayer life, Trent? Um, with the privacy of your own home or your car or wherever you're at?
1: I think a lot of this has to do with the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And and so we need to be, I guess, training ourselves and, and, and encouraging our folks to be seeing, hearing, and feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit to pray for someone. Um, maybe someone comes to mind that you hadn't thought about in the last days or years, but all of a sudden they come to your mind and this is, I feel like it's a prompt from the Holy Spirit to be able to pray for someone. Um, that's one of the things that causes me to pray is when a name comes to mind. And when I'm worrying about something, man, start praying instead of worrying. Be active in your life and, and, and placing it before the
0: Lord. And be specific. You mentioned that in the first part. You know, I think that's very important, too, in our, in our private prayer life is to be specific in our prayers. Lord, this is what I'm saying. This is what is on my heart. And allow your spirit to bear witness with the Spirit of God and move life. And I think we sometimes lack for not being specific in our prayer life as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And so let's go back to then to the worship service for just a minute. You know we're teaching people as we're praying in different settings. um, We're encouraging our people to pray on their own in the privacy of their own home, office, car, whatever. Um, But in a worship service, you know, start thinking about and keeping in mind that whenever you pray, there are people that are listening and there are people who are learning. And and I think a lot of that is our kids. We don't think about that very much, but there's a lot of kids that are learning how to pray and how to commune with God based on what they hear the pastor doing.
0: One of the most encouraging things I'm seeing in many churches is I go in and and have this opportunity to see kids coming to the altar and just pray. And many of them, I I find, are praying for lost friends. Mm. But again, these are kids who are growing up in a, school culture where most of their friends don't go to church most of their friends don't attend church have never attended a church and may never attend a church they're growing up with something completely different than what i grew up with and they are just learning um, to pray and i think that's been modeled in the leadership in those churches that they are encouraged to pray for the lost like that And we we do learn because we don't want the prayer life for the church to just be, Lord, bless the giver and the gift.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or bless these biscuits and pass them over here kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, So that's right. And so we we do have the opportunity to teach our kids. And I'm like you, Alan. I love to see the kids come and and pray for their friends and pray for their school and, and just pray about things you know, I think we would have so much less anxiety issues in our nation if we would teach our kids to pray. Um, But with all these things in our, you know, in your mind, pastor, start giving some advanced thought to your public prayers. Um, And I'm not saying that you have to write them out. Maybe your denomination does use a lot of written out prayers and those, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, give some thought to this. When you think that, hey, you're you're always teaching. You're always teaching. Give some thought in the way that you communicate with, and, and how will that help someone else to communicate with God as well?
0: You know, one of the things I did when I first started um, my role as a pastor, I never wrote out any prayers, ever, except for funerals. Mm-hmm. And I found writing out my prayers that I would be reciting at a funeral because I wanted to make sure I prayed for comfort that I also didn't say anything that just didn't make sense in that moment so I was very meticulous on those and then every now and then I just started writing out more and more prayers and there are times when I, I come to the end of a message that I'm instead of just having prayer I actually write out that prayer for that day because there's just something on my heart that says this needs to be the prayer that day and i think there's something good actually about writing down prayers whether that's in your private life or in your in your public prayer life but i think there's a time and an occasion to write them down i mean the bible's recorded several prayers in print for us and i think it's important to have some of those prayers
1: i agree alan and and I'm glad you said that because, yeah, there were times in the sermon where I would there was something hard that maybe I was preaching through and I would want to write out, okay, this is what I want my people to hear as I pray, you know. And and it was come, I guess it came more from my heart because I had thought about it a little bit more. Um, And so I think that's important. And so, you know, you, you always need to be aware that not only are people praying with you. Hopefully they're praying with you, uh, but they're listening how you pray to how you pray as well. And there are going to be some people that copy you um, in the way that you communicate. And so you just kind of keep that in mind. And so, so Alan, how on when did you learn to pray in public, maybe as a kid or when you were at church?
0: Well, you know, so I grew up in a really large church and. We had little groups. I remember being in classes that were so big that we'd had three or four group leaders, and they would just call on us and, and teach us to pray. Sometimes, though, it'd be, "Would you just give God one sentence and tell God we, thing?" And so we would, you know, might be a group of kids. Well, Lord, I want to thank you for knees and I thank you for noses and butterfly. You know, I mean, we just go through a line, whatever. And th- that was probably my my earliest experience with that. Uh, was just to you know being modeled and encouraged to say one thing to god and just to be honest in in that and then i remember too um not being asked to pray at a very important time and that was the first time i ever walked the aisle i wanted to give my life to christ and a deacon prayed for me but never had me pray Mm. and that really caused fits in my life and so when i was 17 and And I went and went forward and I had a wonderful deacon who said, well, Alan, you've been in church a long time. He goes, I think it's just time for you to tell God what's going on. (laughs) And I thought, boy, is that a different approach? Yeah. And and so anyway, he he sat down on the stairs with me and, you know, he just put his arm around me while I prayed. Mm -hmm. No doubt that, that I own that moment. And that was uh, the moment I consider my conversion, um, was the prayer I prayed. And that's an important memory and moment in my life. I can still take you to those very steps where that happens this day, um, because that's, that's the place. <laughs> it's holy, oh, ground, holy ground in my eyes. But what about yeah. you? How,
1: how well, you, you know, thought? I... I that's so cool how you were mentioning that you were in a larger church and uh and i i remember when my family finally started going to church we were meeting in a church start that met in an elementary school and so we had to set up chairs every week and because we had a small group it was pretty early on that you know we didn't have a lot of people and and the pastor and music guy they really encouraged and gave us opportunities even as kids to to do lots of things in the church you know to help take up the offering to um, help with the music and and also to pray uh, pray for the congregation pray in the service because we had it was uh, everybody was in learning how to do this thing you know in church and so for me that was kind of the setting that i had
0: yeah, we all learn from someone. Someone has to teach us how to do that. In fact, I remember one time, Trent, I was in a church where I was really working hard to develop a new generation of leaders. The church hadn't had any new leaders in years. And one it was trying to really develop some younger people into leadership roles. And I'd ask them, well, can I call on you to pray? Uh, I've never prayed in public. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I began working with them, and I actually ended up preaching a sermon on how to pray in public. Uh, that was really a popular message that I had preached. If it was at a time when we were putting those things out online, I, that's probably one I would have clicked and saved. Because it was more of a teaching day and an instruction day. But I've never, ever heard anyone else preach a subject on how to pray in public but it is important and we need to teach people how to pray in public
1: yeah oh i so agree with you alan and that's i that's why i want to hit on this for just a little bit um you know how to pray in public and then we'll talk just a minute about how to pray in private but in those public prayers um we need to keep in mind (laughs) and i've i've sat through what seemed like an hour long prayer by a deacon or something at the end of a service. But I think most public prayers should be short. You know, this is, if you want to take some of your private time and pray through these things, then do that. But when you're praying in public for the entire congregation, make those times short and they don't need to be repetitious and rambling either.
0: Yeah, I heard the old joke. um, If you pray three minutes, I'll pray with you. Um, If you pray six minutes, I'll pray for you. If you pray nine minutes, I'll pray against you. (laughs) Remember, I want people praying with you. So keep your prayer short. That's a great, great piece of advice. You also have some, some language when you're remembering a public prayer. You're praying on behalf of more than one. So the words we and us, and our, should be there instead of I, me, mine, and those type words.
1: Yeah, I think that's important, uh, because again, if you're praying in public, you've been asked to pray, then you are praying, leading, um, and praying to God for a group, whether it's your congregation, or Sunday school class, um, a public meeting, you know, once you put out there that you're a a Christian, there's probably going to be opportunities for you to pray even in other places besides your church if you're living that out, and so be able to include people and make that a we statement. And so, one of the things we were talking a little bit earlier about writing out your prayers, and and um, I think that some of those times that this could be really important is if you've been asked in a public setting outside of church or maybe a very important uh, meeting at your church to have a formal dedication prayer that type of thing i think this would be a great place to write out your prayer because this is another area you don't want to ramble on but you want to be make sure that you cover some important things
0: yeah i think that's really good to remember that, that those are great times to write it out. And those tend to be a little bit longer when you're doing something like that. So we recognize that sometimes those will be lengthier, but I would encourage that one other thing, Trent, your prayer, a sermon,
1: Mm.
0: praying in public. I've heard people that try to sermonize their prayers or in a way weaponize their prayers um, against those that they're praying for. And that's not the appropriate use of prayer. Our prayers a conversation with God, and, and it's really not a conversation to the others, but it's an invitation to everyone else to join us in echoing a prayer to the Lord. So don't don't sermonize your prayers.
1: Yeah, and that's tempting for pastors to do at the end of their sermon, uh, but it's not. I agree, again, it's not necessarily appropriate. And what you said about weaponizing your prayers—don't uh, make them into curses. You know make them into blessings. I think that's so good. Well, let's talk just a little bit briefly here about praying in private. Um, I don't know if you remember, Alan, there was a movie just out just a few years ago called The War Room. Uh, A great movie, a Christian movie out about a lady who had a closet she had converted into her war room. And praying in private and praying, you know, specifically for some things. And so I think this is a great, great thing to take some time to talk about.
0: Yeah, I had a great grandma who was known for her prayer life. That people from all over border Texas would call her with their prayer requests. And she kept a a prayer notebook into her 90s where she would write out the prayer request and she would go back and write answered prayers and, and things like that. And she was just known for her prayer life. And I wish I was known for my prayer life like that.
1: Hmm. Isn't that the truth? Well, and I think the older we get, the more we become people of prayer, maybe part of it's out of practice, but I think it's just that, um, we, we recognize more of our need for God. And so, um, yeah, you know, but having a specific time and place. Um, my wife is much better at this than I am. But and having a notebook, like you said, Alan, about your great grandma, that is so uh, so good. But but having that place for private prayer. It's not out maybe in front of everyone, but at your place. And I do a lot of praying as I'm walking. You know, I work here at our camp, and I get to walk a lot, so I do a lot of that while I'm going. So.
0: Yeah, I have some good times um, walking my dog or other things, too, where it gives me some extra time sometimes just to think and pray through some things and enjoy that time. But some people like to do that in other ways. They may go for a run or they may have another activity that helps them engage in prayer. I usually, when I'm running, it's usually like, Lord, I'm going to die. But but find those times and those ways that actually give you... um, extra time to focus on God and who he is and and what he's up to and and really that joint fellowship time are you giving yourself time to listen to him and I think that's so huge Mm -hmm. well Alan
1: I was learning to play pickleball and I was praying for someone to come along with an AED so just in case (laughs) I needed it (laughs) so yeah you, um, you know having those times where you you know, if it's walking or whether it's sitting in a specific place, whatever fits your personality, because God made you and he wants to communicate with you as you are. And so, um, you know, having those consistently always praying to God, just talking with him. Um, uh, Jesus gave, gave us some examples of beginning with praise and then moving to request um, and then ending with praise again. And, and so i think there's you know god gives us some great examples jesus as he was teaching the people to pray we gosh i remember fo- helping coach football teams and bat and baseball teams and we would do the lord's prayer at the end of the practice and things like that And those are good uh, you don't always have to say just that but it is a, a good format that jesus taught
0: yeah the biggest part of pray is to do it just just remember to make your life a prayer life and to remember that god deserves praise and to remember who he is and that even if he never gave his son for us he would still be worthy of praise and yet he's done so much more than that he's given his son um, for us he's offered us an opportunity to be in relationship with him And he says, let your request be made known unto me. So he wants to hear your request. He wants you to come to him. And that should certainly give us a cause to come back and be thankful again on the backside of all of that. So, Lord, teach us to pray. It is a part of who we are in ministry. We are called to train and equip our churches in this um, matter of prayer. And I see that prayer is becoming more and more central um, in the lives of our churches I'm encouraged by that because we know that it is how God's power is unlocked is when God's people are praying so we encourage you to take this role very seriously but train your people equip your people not only to pray in private but to pray in public as well so we hope this will help you and your church endure and we thank you for taking time to listen and be a part of all of this We'd love to hear from you. Um, How has this episode helped you share this episode with someone else? But also let us know where we can go with our next one. And we look forward to seeing you on that episode as well. We'll catch you later. Have a great week.